Hello and welcome to the Hype Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Safa Alchami, and stick around while I discuss mindset hacks and self-development advice that will assist you in unlocking your true potential. Welcome back to the Hype Coach Podcast. I'm your host and boy, has it been a hot minute since I jumped on and did a podcast. A lot has been happening. I can't even begin to explain to you what's going on. There was two events. There's been content nonstop. There's been clients left and set up guys. And then I jumped in and I'm like, you know what? It's time to record because I have learned an immense amount of knowledge and boy, am I going to share it with you guys today? Funny thing is I started doing these podcasts because of my own internal goals and just to put everything online. And a lot of people just enjoy it because they like to listen to someone a little bit more, put their shit together, like that has their shit together. I assure you, I don't have my shit together. I just show that part of me. And I'm, we're just all here trying to coexist in this big bad world. And I'm going to show you the best bits of it. A lot of what I speak about is real life testimonials, real life things that people come to me with that I'm dealing with. So that's why when I put out this podcast, different subjects, different genres, different guests. It's because you yourselves has uh, have asked me for this. So if you would like to learn more about different things and different aspects, send me a DM, send me a email on my website, and I'll be more than happy to speak about it as long as it aligns with my goals, it aligns with my brand, and it aligns with my listeners' interests. What are we going to speak about today? I wonder. I'm going to dip back a couple episodes and go back into relationship issues. Why? I have had an influx of people messaging me in regards to issues with their relationship. And you will be very surprised how many people come to me, women, and say to me, my relationship is going south. I can't help it. And my partner doesn't want to come to therapy. How can I help them? And I'll tell them if you can't get them into therapy, they are beyond. We're not here to help them. We're going to help you. So once I help them, equip them with some tools and techniques with everything that they're dealing with, you will be very surprised how many people say, oh, my relationship has significantly changed. My relationship has significantly gone from zero to 100 and the levels of intimacy have increased along with the connection as well. So you guessed it. What are we going to speak about today? The four levels of intimacy. There is more than one level. Yes. And I myself was quite intrigued when I dipped down this route and I'm like, oh, I only know about two. I only knew about the physical aspect and the mental intimacy, but there are four levels of intimacy. My friend, if I ask you, what's your concept of intimacy. I bet you're going to say it's all about forming techniques and relationships physically with a sense of intimate touch. But do you think that physical intimacy will help you in forming a long-lasting relationship with your partner? Absolutely. Intimacy, though, is a very broad top topic. There's, it's just not intimacy with physical touch. Forming a physical relationship is important. However, being close, supported, and emotionally connected is just as important. Intimacy in a relationship is all about sharing your feelings, your experiences, and your thoughts with one another without any fear. You are meant to feel secure and vulnerable in a relationship. That's why you're in a relationship in the first place. If you're in a relationship that's very much surface-based, then your relationship isn't going to grow and adapt. And I'm not just talking about relationships here. This can be even when you're growing friendships as well. No one wants to have a half-in, half-out person. They want to have a person where 
they get all of their edges, all of their flaws, all their imperfections and all the best of them. If you're in one leg, in one leg, out in a relationship, the relationship or the friendship, it's going, not going to work. Let me tell you that. First hand, first look, real life experiences, it's not going to work. People want to feel like they are very much a priority in your life. So that's why intimacy is super important when you're trying to connect with your partner. Intimacy means being open towards each other's emotions, thoughts, and being vulnerable and secure. It's about sharing your hopes and dreams and goals of each other without fear of judgment. You are not supposed to be gaslighted and manipulated by your partner. Although, yeah, people think that's part of being in a relationship. It is actually not. Intimacy in general refers to the level of proximity between two people. It requires vulnerability, openness, and trust. Getting intimate with someone else on a different level doesn't guarantee intimacy in other aspects. However, it very much makes it so when you guys are using those four levels of intimacy in your relationships. It will show your different dynamics. It will differ from power of dynamics in play. And not all relationships involve all types of intimacy. But these are the four common types of intimacy to share. They are physical, emotional, mental and intellectual and spiritual. There are four levels of intimacy and we're going to go into detail to help you understand what each and every single one means. Physical intimacy. Physical intimacy refers to the body's closeness. It can involve hugging, cuddling, touching, kissing, holding hands and depending on the nurture relationship. It doesn't always have to go south. Some people say, you know what, I just want to cuddle and feel close to someone. And guess what? If you guys go back to the love languages, it's going to go into this as well. It's going to feel like a little puzzle. Physical intimacy as a whole is all about understanding that there are different dynamics. There are different understandings. And the best relationships are the ones that are able to communicate and be empathetic towards one another. The reasons why relationships fail along with other things, but the number one reason why relationships fail is because of unexplained or unmet expectations and assumptions. We say in in therapy, I say that the bad guy is assumptions and expectations because you expect them to act in a certain way and they expect you to act in a certain way without room for communication. People do not know, unfortunately, how to communicate effectively without room, without judgment and fear and anxiousness. If you have anxiety, you will be a lot more avoidant and you will attach, you almost cling on to a person if you feel like there is a risk of them leaving you. Yes, abandonment issues will definitely come into play here. The reason why relationships are such a broad topic and such a touchy topic is because people don't know how to be vulnerable anymore. People think that a relationship is all about trauma dumping. Yeah, it's about trauma dumping. However, it's about giving them the opportunity to trauma dump as well. It's all about understanding in different aspects. You can't just have a one-level relationship, a dry relationship. You both need to click and there needs to be some chemistry. And this is why you would understand why you connect with different people. Physical intimacy, it's not about exclusive romantic partners. Parents and children even can develop a sexual intimacy. It's almost about closeness and proximity and security and vulnerability and that sense of touch. Go back to when you guys were young, when you were babies. How did you know mom loved you? By touching and hugging and kissing. That feeling of being one with someone's heartbeat. I remember speaking to a breath coach and she said to me that the most easiest way to regulate someone's emotions is give them a heart when your heart is on their heart. 
That is the close proximity. It's almost in sync. The same thing with children. Do you ever think that we grow out of this? No. Even our hormones as humans are created to coexist. That's why we release something called oxytocin, which is the love hormone when we are close proximity to someone. It doesn't mean you have to have a physical relationship for you to have that physical intimacy. Remember, physical intimacy is obviously there is that closeness in a relationship, if you guys know what I mean. I'm not going to say the entire thing just in case you guys are listening to this podcast in the car, but there is a lot of different proximities that you guys can share with one another. This type of intimacy includes and involves safe touch and a proximity that can enhance feelings and emotional closeness. According to a 2020 study by Trusted Source, physical touch can help build bonds, reduce perceptions of loneliness, and this type of closeness is not typical to other relationships where trust and vulnerability may not be present. Physical intimacy is just as important, but guess what? The other ones are just as much. Emotional intimacy. What does emotional intimacy mean? Emotional intimacy is when you're being transparent with your deepest feelings, thoughts, and fears. Includes feeling safe and not judged. It's all about being safe zone for the other person. To nourish a emotional intimacy relationship in a relationship, you need to take risks and be open. You need to, however, have both people be emotionally available. It doesn't work if the people are emotionally unavailable. So if you are numb to your emotions, your relationships may not be well. Okay. That's why we, in therapy, I will create a sense of feeling comfortable with your own feelings. So that way you can be comfortable with someone else's feelings. A lot of the time in therapy, when people come to me just as a single, trying to get into a relationship or trying to understand a relationship, we almost cultivate and nurture the relationship with oneself and then you can add someone else into the picture and then if need be we can use couples therapy as well okay so the fear of intimacy is a massive aspect and it can be challenging if you have two people who are emotionally unavailable no one's going to take any risks no one's going to be involved either or they won't okay either one will be all in or one will be all out you both need to be all in order for the relationship to work Parents and children can build on the emotional intimacy by maintaining curiosity in a relationship. Why do I do this? Remember when I spoke about this a couple of sessions ago, actually not even a couple of sessions ago in content, actually, be one with your children, allow them to have a safe zone for them to come to you and explain their feelings and emotions. No, we are all, let's be honest here, like parenthood is a very forgiving game. If you do one thing wrong as a parent, I'm sure they will live, okay? If you want to do one thing that's wrong. But enhancing your emotional intimacy is enhancing emotional regulation. Teaching your children how to deal with emotions in a safe and effective way. Are they going to tantrum? Absolutely. Adults tantrum all the time. If you think like a child having a tantrum is bad, wait till you see an adult one. Yeah, you see it every day. It is called an adult tantrum for a reason. It's because they nothing's going their way and they just don't know how to deal with their emotions, so they just freaking burst. So enhancing that as a child is going to give them a massive amount of tools. I say to my clients, an emotionally regulated parent is an emotionally regulated child. An unrestricted and unemotionally regulated parent, there's no way the child's going to learn that. So the best way to enhance your capabilities as a parent and a caregiver is to enhance your capabilities in emotionally regulation. 
How do you deal with your own feelings? Do you avoid them? Do you completely just turn off, switch off? Do you go do cleaning to avoid it? What do you do with your emotions? Do you know how to sit with the feeling and think about it? And it's okay to feel about it. It's okay to be angry. Do you shut out the world? Remember, go back into coping mechanisms. This is all going to tie into one another. Okay? That was like just breath, man. It's important for a parent or caregiver to ask questions that come from a place of curiosity rather than a judgmental one and making accusation. And I can use this in a relationship as well. When you want to ask a question, don't come from a judgmental or accusing tone. Be open. Be mindful. Allow them to feel secure. Okay? Men and women, we both do a great job at it. Okay? If a child or an adult feels like they are judged, they will not share intimate details with anyone. And same thing goes to friendships and romantic relationships. Emotional intimacy can be developed by listening better to the other person and being able to speak clearly and honestly without fear of judgment. Listening is different to hearing. I like a little fun fact. I popped my eardrum about three or four months ago. And literally a lot of the time, like I wouldn't share this with most of my clients, a little, some of them will and some of them won't. One of the biggest things I learned by popping my own eardrum is listening. Oh, I got really good at extremely, like really listening. Can't listen to high frequencies if someone's screaming, just turned off. But in therapy, I very much use it. Like I give you my left ear because that's my good ear and I'm like really listening. So imagine that you have only one E. Really listen without fear of judgment. Okay? This type of intimacy may also require reassurance. Despite differences in experience of emotions, you are safe with one another because you find support, comfort when you express the deepest, darkest fears, pains, and doubts. That's a quite interesting one. What is intellectual intimacy? And you would have heard me speak about it quite a lot of times in my relationship in the first lot of relationship podcasts mental or intellectual intimacy refers to sharing your ideas opinions life perspectives and you can also involve intellectually challenging one another and being open to learning or at least considering the other person's opinions you're not supposed to love every single part of your partner it's fine because we're not all perfect we're all works in progress perfection doesn't exist we're not aiming for that we're aiming for progression okay You are very much allowed to progress in a relationship. And I will tell you this from a point of view. The relationships that die are the ones where the relationships aren't growing. If you are not growing with one another, you are very much growing apart. What do I mean by that? So there are different versions of you. So the version of you that entered the relationship is very much different to the relationship like where you guys are in the relationship now. The first challenge grew you, changed you, made you guys love one another. The second, third, fourth, fifth, the thousandth, the one billionth challenge, it's going to grow. You're going to grow with you. So very much you should fall in love with different versions of your significant other. That's what makes it freaking interesting. Like you're going to love fat them, skinny them, Depressed them, anxiety them, confident them, happy them, joyous them, content them. You should love them at different stages and you're going to love them very much differently. When I did my first event, the Mindset Reset, I was speaking about the relationship stages. That is 
where you guys will grow as a couple. Every single challenge as a couple, every single decision, every single twist and turn and challenge will bring on a different version of you. The idea is to grow together by sharing the same goals and aspects and aspirations. It's all about mutual respect for one another. Okay. If you're not going to love one another at different stages, it's going to get freaking boring. Let me tell you that. You should definitely be growing together. Having stimulating discussions about different topics and feeling safe and expressing your own views is part of nourishing into like mental intimacy. If your nights consist of sitting on your phone, watching Netflix, no way, no how with some snacks every single day, think about how that is. There's nothing wrong with doing it. However, if you're doing it day in, day out, years in, years out with no change, think about how that's going to have an effect on your relationship. Part of being in a relationship is being comfortable with uncomfortable conversations. That is what it's all about. You're going to have uncomfortable conversations. You've got to be willing to be okay with that. And that's how it all that's how it all adapts and that's how your relationship will substantially last the stands of time. Okay? To cultivate intellectual intimacy, you want to keep an, a curious attitude. It's important to share points of view with the intention of learning for one another more and debating opinions. You're allowed to debate. Me and my husband say we shop at different libraries. So whatever library, like whatever genre I listen to and I read to, I teach him, he teaches me from what he learned. And that's how you keep it, that's how you spice it up. Yes, that's how you spice intellectual intimacy. Now going into spiritual intimacy. Spiritual intimacy means feeling close, validated, safe, sharing your innermost ideas and beliefs on someone's purpose and connection with divine energies. This is where it comes in, your religion. It's a very blurred concept, but it may mean different things to different people. Some people are into in energy. Some people are into in, like they're really interested in that feminine and masculine energy. I don't like that. I don't believe in that either. Spiritual intimacy doesn't necessarily mean both people have to have the same beliefs. However, it involves sharing a broader concept on spirituality. For example, you may both believe that you can be faithful and honest in all things that you do, even if you belong to both different religions. Sharing a higher sense of purpose may develop an intimate closeness which allows you to project life together. Awesome. And where are you guys going with that? To nourish spiritual intimacy, you want to learn about everyone's, the, each other's practices and beliefs more significantly, like why these are important to the person. And spiritual intimacy is about sharing the impact of your beliefs on your life and respecting this with the other person. So that's the four levels of intimacy. I will go through them again really quickly. They are... Physical, emotional, mental, intellectual, or spiritual, okay? Now, a lot of people, many people, fear intimacy, and these are the ways to overcome them. Fear of intimacy refers to the being scared of getting too close to someone for one or more aspects. Have you heard the saying, hurt people hurt people? Yeah. If these people have been hurt in a previous relationship, you need to take more duty of care, even if the hurt wasn't yours. Even if you didn't create the cuts, you got to take some time to nurture those cuts because this person was just burnt. And I see this a lot with remarried relationships or relationships that were that are following a long-term relationship. Yeah, you're going to have to take some time healing some of the wounds that weren't yours and deliberately made by you. So this person already fears the worst. So you're going to have to take some time to nurture them and get them to trust you. There are several reasons why someone may fear intimacy depending on age, type and relationships which is what I explained before. 
Instead of dedicating time to improve the current relationship and cultivating intimacy, many younger people focus their energy on looking for other potential partners. So they avoid the current relationship. They don't know how to deal with the current relationship issues. They go, ah, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I can't do this shit anymore. I'm going to dip out instead of dealing with the relationship. And I'll tell you this from experience with therapy, with clients, with family members. It takes a person with balls to deal with the relationship that they're dealing with and not to dip out. It takes fucking balls. And if it takes balls and you decide that you guys are going to deal with it like adults, not children that just leave the activity and dip out, that means you got balls. Let me tell you that. The relationship, different relationships will have different ideas, issues, trauma, healing, people who didn't think they need therapy, needed therapy, okay? Your idea is to make sure you spend time fixing the relationship together. And guess what? Yeah, it's going to mean that both of you make that idea to fix the relationship. It's just how it goes, okay? It takes a person with balls to try and make a relationship work. And that's what I'm going to say about that. Another possible fear regarding relationship intimacy may be linked to the sense of losing your identity. And I see this a lot with trauma survivors that are like, that came out of a DV relationship. If this person did lose themselves in the prior relationship and they don't know how to almost deal with that, they haven't dealt with that properly, then yeah, it's going to bleed into the new relationship. Fear of vulnerability can be also involved with a parent and child dynamic. Even if they are an adult is afraid of disappointing a parent or guardian, they may choose not to have an intimate relationship with anyone. It's just the way it is. One way to work on your fear of intimacy is by seeking support by a mental health therapist. Hello, she's right here. And they may be able to explore possible causes of your fear and work with you in a developing plan to help you in a particular case. How to build intimacy in a relationship to form a deeper connection. These are some effective tips. First one is be patient. Let your love grow mutually by sharing your goals and dreams and aspirations. Be open towards your needs as well as their needs. And just there is no winner and loser in a relationship. It's you and him against the problem. The problem is the bad guy. You're not the problem. No one's a problem. No one's to blame. Respect each other's needs and differences. And in this way, you are able to understand each other deeply and help grow your relationship and if you still struggle you guys can do couples counseling if you're a single and you were listening to this podcast to see if something sparks your interest i cannot sit here and say oh i'm gonna blame all the issues on the man we don't men shame here i don't believe in that shit i don't like it i've heard too many people too many influencers men shame and i've heard a lot of influencers women shame we're not challenging each one of these groups at all But I will tell you the bad guy in a relationship, the problems and the fears and the challenges that you resist to change and resist to understand. Okay. Of course, I'm here to help. If you guys need more information on this issue, please click the link in my bio on Instagram and TikTok and speak to me. I'll be happy to help you. Hope you guys like this episode. I will see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this podcast episode helped you in any way, please share it on your socials. You can find me on IG, Safa Alchami, TikTok, The Alchami Life, and you can book to work with me personally through my website, thehypecoach.com. I look forward to working with you. Let's grow.